0: You are listening to As a Woman, episode 110, Use Your Voice. In this episode, I'm talking about why it is important to speak up, be loud, and take up space. Welcome to as a woman, the podcast hosted by fertility physician, Dr. Natalie Crawford to educate and empower women each week, learn about your health, your fertility, and how they relate to your true self. Become a part of the community, fostering collaboration over competition while learning how to authentically find your voice and amplify others as a woman. Hey friends, welcome back to the as a woman podcast. If you are new here, I am Natalie Crawford, I'm a fertility doctor and I love this podcast to educate you about fertility and to talk about topics that are near and dear to my heart. I took a couple weeks off, which I rarely do. I feel like this podcast is one of my babies, but honestly, I was exhausted. And part of the reason why I was exhausted was from dealing with a negative criticism from posting I'm putting in air quotes, controversial topics online, such as the COVID vaccine and standing up for women's reproductive rights. These things can be so exhausting at times that I really had to step away in order to find inspiration again. So I'm back and I've missed you. I want to say that I went to this FIGS event recently and it was really great. They went public. So if you Know me, I've been a supporter of Figs for a long time and they have supported me. They're a scrub company. They put a picture of me on a billboard in Times Square back in 2019 and showing my kids. That billboard was such an impactful moment for me as a working mom to have your job on the big screen or in the big lights in Times Square and have your kids look up to that. And so I've always been a fan of them and I went to this big event that they hosted. So it was fabulous. And I'm not going to go into the details except it was fabulous. But I got to meet a lot of other people in healthcare who I followed online for a long time. And many of them I had never had the opportunity to meet in the past. And over and over again, I got asked a really similar question, which I was unprepared for. And it went something like, I'm so proud of you for everything you've done. I'm, I admire all the speaking up that you do. It's so great to see how you talk about these controversial topics. And I could never do that. And I could never do that. And I could never do that. That's what everybody said. These really accomplished people throughout different fields of healthcare all felt like I was pushing a pathway that they could not do which number one is false. Of course, anybody can speak up, but number two, it really made me reflect on where I am and the confidence that I have and how I feel like it's my duty to use my voice and this platform in such a impactful way or to try to make it impactful, but that I did not come by that naturally. And I've, think that that's really important to understand because perhaps when you see me on Instagram or you listen to a podcast episode or you watch a YouTube, you think, oh, Nat's just out there. She's extroverted and has no problem putting it all out there and dealing with the consequences. And I know people like that. And I'm like that now. I truly am. And I was not at all like this the majority of my life. Reflecting on how I came to be this way and I think that that's really the important thing to think about is how using your voice both is important for people, the general welfare of people. You can reach and touch other people. Even one other person may change something because of you, your story, your voice. If you don't think that's important, you're missing the picture of why we're on social media. And then, number two, you're going to lean into who you really are and your true beliefs. You are going to grow and it's going to change your life. So, as always, this podcast is sometimes about me. So, as a child, I was a very, very shy child. And I know you might have heard me say I was very introverted because I am. I'm still to the way that these big events make me excited, but they drain me. And then I have to go sit in a hotel room in New York City in a bubble bath with a glass of champagne overlooking downtown. And that's how I recharge. Because the talking and the excitement and the energy that that requires for me drains my tank. And when I was a kid, I just wouldn't do it. I maybe had one or two friends I would never Never wanted to speak in front of the class. I would reread the passage that was coming to me so I could practice saying it. I would get so nervous. My mouth would get dry. I would not raise my hand to answer a question, even if I knew the answer. I would never volunteer. Never wanted to be the center of attention. And yet, I was smart. I knew I was smart. I knew the answers. I liked school. I loved learning. But please do not ever call on me. Don't make me stand up. That's the stuff of nightmares. I didn't like to go to parties. I hated to go to places that I didn't know people. Those were really uncomfortable situations for me. And so, reflecting on the person I am now, I had to go through a lot to change that. So, one thing that happened when I was younger is that my family moved a lot. One of my least favorite questions on any form that you fill out is Where are you from? Because I don't know where I'm from. What do you put there? Where you're born, where you lived, when you're what age, when you moved around a lot, where you graduated from high school, where you live now? I don't know the answer there. If you don't really have a hometown, that's a terrible question. But the act of moving so many times at least started to make me feel like I had nothing to lose by speaking up. And that was a very important early lesson because here's my choice in a new class. I could be quiet, which felt very comfortable to me, and then I had no friends. Okay, I mean, I don't need tons of friends, but I'd like to have one or two. Or I could try to speak up to a couple people, compliment their shoes, ask them a question, try to engage in conversation, and maybe on the positive, I'd get a friend, but maybe if it didn't work, I'd still have no friends, which is the same as if I didn't speak up. And so moving around taught me the lesson that it's okay to initiate the conversation and it's okay to not always be hiding in the back of the room. That by no means made me extroverted. And I my whole life have still been the same way that the big party will drain me. And I would much prefer intimate conversation in the corner booth with a drink and a friend. That's going to be much preferred to me. But I still didn't really have the confidence in myself. And I've talked about this in prior episodes. When I went through medical school, same thing. When you get pimped, I would get anxious before speaking out loud. I would double think all the answers, even if I knew the answer, to make sure I was saying the right thing because I was so nervous, because I hated being that center of attention. And it would cause me to underperform at times. I never volunteered information for a very long time. And you have to grow out of that. And part of that is by being more confident in yourself. And the other part is understanding how powerful you are. And I think that as women specifically, we are told in medicine to blend in. We are trained to blend in. And I talked about this over the week with somebody that I remember Picking out clothes to blend in. The message was very clear. Do not stand out. Do not draw attention to yourself. Act like you're not there. How you dress, how you act, how you present yourself, blend in. And you know what? When you do that, you don't feel like you belong. And you don't feel like you have a voice. And medicine, at least for many people, strips them of that. And I think that society tells women that we are supposed, I mean, I know society tells women that we are supposed to be agreeable. We are not supposed to cause conflict. We are supposed to be the peacemakers. We are the ones who need to be calm and pretty and smile and pleasant and make things okay. Here's the reality. That only accomplishes medicine's goal that only accomplishes putting you inside a box that other people feel like is an acceptable box for you. And your true power, no matter who you are, no matter what you do, no matter if you're in medicine or not, no matter if you're a woman, man, or however you identify, is outside the box. Your power is outside the box. Doing something differently is where the power is. Speaking up when you are told by the world to be calm and pleasant and quiet is where your power is. Your voice is your power. Your story is powerful. You are powerful. And there is zero reason to not tap into that. Even professionally or personally, professionally, we'll use Instagram for an example, I started my Instagram account in 2016, and it was pretty benign. I would talk about fertility, sometimes share behind the scenes as a working mom, and that was it. If there was a controversial topic, I was not touching it. Let's just say that I had my Instagram highly scrutinized by my employer, and there were certain topics that were not worth it. There were topics that were not worth it, and so I felt... This is really where the power of having your own intellectual property and control of your own content allows you to be more creative. But I honestly felt like I had that person, that institution looking over me, and I felt like I had to play by somebody else's rules. And it made the entire experience less enjoyable for me when I would post about something controversial, even not related to my field. Let's talk about gun control, for example. I would hear about it. Oh, you live in Texas. Isn't that going to offend some of your patients? Shouldn't you not post about that? You need to take that down. Oh, it's like a silencing and it works, right? Hearing negative criticism, no matter what it is, is a form of one gaslighting, but two, especially to somebody who wants to please other people. I do. I am A type one Enneagram, I'm a perfectionist, I'm a words of affirmation, love language person. I like people to tell me that I've made them happy and I've done a good job. And so when you come and you tell me that you're not happy, even if it's real or unreal or right or not right, it doesn't matter. I'm not happy now. And suddenly I start to doubt myself. And that is what happens when we are in environments where we are not allowed to use our voice. But if you can't talk about gun control as it relates to domestic violence as an OBGYN or a fertility doctor, how are you going to talk about contraception, abortion, COVID, the COVID vaccine, sex selection with IVF, disposition with embryos, lab errors and mistakes? How are you going to talk about the controversial things? If somebody is silencing you for anything that makes them feel uncomfortable. So I understand completely that part of using your voice means you have to be in an environment that allows you to do so. And I, well, pre-COVID, I gave talks in all kinds of places, but one of the things I'm very passionate about for other professionals is protecting the ability to use your voice protecting your intellectual property, understanding that that is where your power is. And if you give away the control of your voice to somebody else, you have given away your power and you will not be happy in that place for the long run. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Quince. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And luckily I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. The best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands, but Quince partners directly with top factories, cutting out the cost of the middleman, passing the saving to us, and only working with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Ritual. Did you know that women were excluded from clinical research policy by federal law until 1993? But women belong in scientific research. They are essential and Ritual knows this. I choose Ritual multivitamin every day because it is easy to take and I know that I am getting high quality and traceable ingredients in a clean and bioavailable forms. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash A-A-W for 25% off. Thank you, Ritual. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Apostrophe. With the temperatures starting to warm up, I'm so excited the summer is around the corner and getting ready and looking forward to the summer months. But I know that when I'm outside, enjoying nature, it's simple to sign up for your first visit, and there is no in-person appointment or trip to the pharmacy needed. We have a special deal for our audience. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com A-A-W when you use our code A-A-W. That's a savings of $15. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com A-A-W and click Get Started. Then use the code A-A-W at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. So when you are negotiating contracts, I understand when we are in training, it's a different situation. You need to have a lawyer look at it. You need to ask about intellectual property. And just because it is not granted to you or prohibited in a contract does not mean that it is yours. That should be clearly stated out period, the end. Contracts are old and they were created before the advent of social media and podcasts and YouTubes. And there are things you may want to do in your future that you should be able to do because you can touch somebody and change them and change the world. So number one, find an environment that supports you and supporting you is supporting your voice. I'm gonna say that one more time. Find an environment that supports you And supporting you is supporting your voice. In the process of leaving said job, I went to therapy because leaving a job and quitting felt like a really big failure to me. And I had no idea what I would do next. And I've learned over time that all the really good decisions that I've made professionally in my life came from moments where I leapt without a net, meaning I leaned into the decision and the feeling that this is not right without having 100% the plan set for what is right. And most of the time had no idea what the plan would be, which is very scary, especially for a planner. But by releasing yourself from the negativity, you can sometimes find yourself again and find your voice again. And I had this narrative in my head about all the things I could not do, that was a completely made up narrative by myself because I didn't have the confidence or I wasn't believing in myself enough. And I really felt like I was defined by what I was doing or by this failure. And it really took someone else, my therapist in this case, to say, you have nothing to lose when it comes to this professionally. You're not happy. So leave medicine. Fine. You're, you're no different. Or be really vocal about what you're looking for and put it out there and go hunt for it. And what do you have to lose? You guys see me now and you think I have it all together. I interviewed for a bajillion jobs when I was leaving that one. And so many of the time when I would talk about why social media was important to me, and this was in Instagram only days. This was way before a podcast or YouTube. And people would almost laugh. They would say, oh, okay. And when I talk about intellectual property, it was something they were completely uncomfortable, even with the topic. And I knew that was not going to be the place for me. Let's just be real honest. This is something that I'm passionate about. I want to educate people. I want to talk about fertility. I don't want to have somebody telling me what I can and cannot do period. The end. I think that you reach people with authenticity. So I knew and I walked away gracefully saying, this is a great opportunity, but it's not the one for me. And I learned that in negotiation, it isn't okay and better to know what your non-negotiables are. Meaning, yes, here's everything you want in a pot, but what are the things that without them, the contract does not happen? And you put them out there at the beginning. I need to make this much work, this much, this is important to me if we can't make this work, then it's not going to be a good deal. And if they say no, great, don't waste anybody's time. But what I really learned in that time period was that it was okay to believe in myself and it was okay to want to do things differently. And I really felt really hard how different I was than the majority of the other people in my field when I was talking to these different job opportunities. And I knew I had been different because people in my field had really strong things to say about social media, that it was unprofessional, not how fertility doctors should act, but really interviewing for these jobs and put it on full-on display. But by this point, I strongly believed that this was a way I could help people and why do we become doctors or why do we go into medicine? Everybody has their reason. I love science, like nerdy, love the human body and I want to help people, right? That's, That's what we all say, but that's truly what it is for me. And I learned sitting across from one person at a time, you can only help so many people. And when it's something as stigmatized as fertility and reproductive health, That people do not have this information unless you're talking about it. And every time I would tell somebody in my office, there were things that they wish they'd known earlier. And that was the fire that made me want to get on social media and talk about fertility in the first place. And I will say, and I've said it before, my success on some of the platforms is all a representation that it is information people wanted and that people want to talk about. And so that to me was something I'm passionate about. If 100 people read a post, that is many more than I could see in my office in one day. And that is more people who could be helped on their journey to try to become a parent. The biggest reason why I think that healthcare professionals need to be on social media in today's day of age is not just an innate desire to want to educate people, but an understanding and a realization that the other side is louder and more seductive and sexy in what they say. And people believe it because it sounds good. It's okay. And it sounds better to blame modern medicine sometimes. And that is what the other side of all of these issues is talking about. They're blaming birth control. They're blaming COVID. They're blaming the COVID vaccine. They're blaming us. They're blaming us. They're blaming those of us who have gone through a traditional pathway with years and years of education and jumped through all the hoops and gotten all the board certifications because we're so passionate that we were willing to give up our entire 20s to chase this dream to help you. They're now blaming us. And I think that what is really important is that we're in a fight. We're in a fight against misinformation. And if you don't believe it, you've not been watching this whole COVID, COVID vaccine thing. And the other side is ruthless and loud. I'm going to use two quick examples birth control. There's an entire army of people who've made their entire platforms on the hatred of oral contraceptive pills. And Here's the thing, the pill may not be for everybody. The pill can be immensely helpful for some people. However, if you go and you make people afraid of a medication that may help them, they may not use it and they may have consequences that they could have medically treated. Let's use the COVID vaccine. If you go and pry on people's fear of their future fertility or their ability to carry a pregnancy, that is truly preying on a vulnerable population and when you do that and somebody then chooses not to get the covid vaccine gets covid intubated while they're pregnant and dies in the icu because we know that happens at a much greater rate than the same aged person who was not pregnant we have lost the battle here And the problem is that the other side is ruthless and both attacking people who are using their voice and people who support it. And that's, what's so exhausting. And I had the realization that that's why they almost win because they wear you down and it's exhausting. And to have somebody come at you and tell you how terrible you are and say these vile things about you and bully your followers when you're talking about science, pure science, I'm not holding you down, forcing you to get the COVID vaccine. Nope, not at all. And I am not personally invested if you do or not. What I am personally invested in, in all of these topics, is that you have the information that you need in order to make a decision that's right for you. Because then if you made the choice based in science and based in your beliefs, you can deal with the consequences. Because you have to deal with the consequences. I don't. It's your choice. But we need to support people making choices rooted in education and science and understanding before it's too late. And so the number two thing to realize about using your voice is that it's so important. It is so important. Whether you're supporting other women in medicine, you're talking about work life balance, you're talking about quitting and failure, you're talking about controversial medical issues, there is somebody on the other side that is speaking the other argument. And so it's not just should I use my voice or not, like a positive or a neutral. If you don't, the negative is going to win. And I think that's really important. And if you're a doctor, And you don't think that you will deal with this on a daily basis in your clinic, you're wrong because the other side, whatever the topic is, you're going to have patients come in concerned about their birth control pills because they read or they listened or they watched or they heard. And you need to be prepared to counter that and you need to be comfortable using your voice, talking about uncomfortable topics. And you need to be educated on what the other side is saying so that you can counter it. And maybe you don't want to go make a YouTube video on why birth control pills don't hurt your fertility. That's fine. I got you. I have that one. Those of us out there are creating content. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. But I will tell you that using your voice simply also comes from asking patients questions like, have you gotten the COVID vaccine? Do you have questions about it? And are you wanting to get pregnant in the future? Should we talk about your fertility? I tell people all the time that using your voice is your most powerful tool. Your story is powerful. Whether you are breaking down barriers, inspiring other people, or educating them, it is something valuable. You have one life. And I know that always sounds so trite, but you really do. And there's no reason that not using your voice should be on the table. When I left said job, started exploring who I was and what was important to me, and started leaning into that. Since that time period, I have, in this professional world, started a podcast, started a YouTube channel. My Instagram has grown immensely. I've gotten opportunities that wouldn't have been granted to me otherwise. And now I helped found a fertility clinic super in line with my professional goals and dreams. But the point is, I promise you, none of those things would have happened had I not leaned in to my voice. And that's the third thing I really want you to realize that you can harness your own power by leaning into your voice because it allows you to more eloquently express who you are, what you believe in, And when you stand up for the things you believe in, you become more powerful, more opportunities come your way, and you will be happier because you are living a more authentic version of yourself because you are not just blending into the shadows and fitting in and not causing conflict. You are being you regardless of what happens after, and that alone brings confidence brings power, and is important. So all of these people who talk about living authentically and being okay in your own skin and being okay with who you are, this is what we're talking about, friends. We're talking about being okay, being you. Being okay, putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and knowing that if you are being who you are, The dominoes are going to fall in a direction that is going to work out for you. Yeah, it may get crunchy at a couple moments, meaning people may not like it. And anytime you make people uncomfortable, you may hear about it. And you may have to take two weeks off the podcast because you had so much negative hate about the COVID vaccine that you just had to distance yourself. That's okay. Boundaries are healthy, but I promise you that your good things The authentic you that's inside of there does not get shown without your voice. And so I truly encourage you all to tap into what it is that matters to you and not to be afraid to put it out there because it makes the world better for other people and also for you. Okay, friends, thanks so much for spending time with me. I am always blown away and beyond honored by your support of this podcast. I'm always open to hearing what you want to hear about. I've got some amazing guests lined up for the second half of this year. It's going to be so good. Plus, you'll get more moments of me rambling and just sharing the things that are on my heart and my mind and all the fertility topics I think that we need to know about. So we've got some really great ones coming up. You can always get other fertility related information on Instagram and check out the YouTube Natalie Crawford MD. Love you all so much. Thanks. Hey guys, welcome to The Collective.